Hello and welcome to Good Morning Thailand. I'm Jay and this is Alex. And today we'll be talking about some of the news topics from across the country. Mm. Uh, so let's get started. Our first story today is regarding tourists. Now, mm. a lot of people like to come to Thailand for. Oh, excuse me. I knew it. Gotta love life. Mm. A lot of people love coming to Thailand mm -hmm. uh, for vacations, and the numbers are in. Mm. And Thailand has a new leader in visiting tourists. Mm -hmm. Now, in 2023, Malaysia overtook China as the largest source of tourists for Thailand, with 4.56 million arrivals, surpassing China's 3.51 million. The change is attributed to several factors, including visa exemptions between ASEAN members, Malaysia and Thailand, a decline in Chinese tourist confidence due to a mall shooting in Bangkok mm. and changing travel preferences among Chinese tourists, as revealed in a survey by China Trading Desk. Before the pandy, China was Thailand's top tourism market with over 11 million visitors in 2019. To address the decrease in Chinese tourists, the Thai Prime Minister announced a permanent mutual visa waiver mm. with China. Uh, I believe it starts uh, around March. Mm -hmm. Despite these changes, Thailand still welcomed 28 million foreign visitors last year and is aiming for 35 million this year, continuing to be a major tourist destination. So, mm. less Chinese tourists, more Malaysian tourists. Yeah, that was interesting to me. That I know Malaysia's always been a big yeah. source of tourism anyways, but uh, yeah, big decline from the Chinese uh, for a lot of different reasons, too. There was some negative news stories that made people more nervous, but yes. just in general, the Chinese aren't traveling as much yeah. internationally as they used to as well. So, of course, Thailand being such a destination, they're suffering the most from that And decline. this also, you know, I think when people are reporting on the news, they often don't talk about the nitty-gritty details a lot, but a lot of Chinese tourists are slightly unhappy with some controversial stories as well. Mm -hmm. Some people are boycotting traveling to Thailand. Mm, yeah. I'm not quite uh, sure exactly why, but we can ask our resident expert, uh, <laughs> uh, Zombie, who, who pays attention to more Thai media and, and actually get to the details regarding this and per perhaps even make another video why the Chinese tourists are not traveling to Thailand as yeah. much as they were before. That's that's a big can of worms that you're yeah. opening there, but yeah, yeah, we'll figure that out. <laughs> uh, well, mm. let's not move on to our <clears throat> next story today. Yeah, so uh, the heat is rising in the debate over Put Thai's budget proposal. So uh, during a debate on Thailand's 2024 budget bill, opposition parties, particularly the Move Forward Party, or MFP, raised concerns over the military's budget allocations, challenging the Put Thai Party's commitment to reform and reduce military size. Now, Kun Akarat of the MFP scrutinized the Defense Ministry's request for 198 billion baht, a 3.8 billion increase from the previous year, and pointed out the consistent growth in military personnel spending. He also criticized the lack of transparency in the Defense Ministry's secret budget. Kun Chayapol, another MFP MP, noted a decrease in arms procurement spending, but warned of long-term debt implications. Now, Kun Romdom, an MFP list MP, suggested reducing the 25 billion baht allocation for unrest in the Deep South and questioned the 5 billion baht of, uh, for the Internal Security Operations Command, or ISOC, suspecting links with ghost personnel. Prime Minister Suedetavison assured ISOC's commitment to peace and openness to budgetary suggestion. The 3.48 trillion baht budget bill, delayed for government transi uh, transition post-election, concluded its debate with a vote and the formation of a House Committee for review. Government MPs and cabinet ministers have not yet responded to the opposition's critiques on military downsizing at the time of this reporting. So, uh, yeah, put time. Mm. Mm. Military downsizing? How dare you? Yeah, I know, right? Like, that's obviously, the that's the 
the the key power structure in mm. Thailand is still the military. I yeah. think at the end of the day, and well, uh, allegedly, allegedly, Alex, allegedly. I mean, it's it's the it's military is the most important thing in pretty much any country, and yeah. so that's why it's easy for them to to rake in the dough from the politicians. However, uh, Putai did make campaign promises to reduce the military budget, not to increase it. So uh, I think this is a. A justified criticism from the opposition party in this case. <clears throat> and now I'm going to swiftly move on to our next story before we get arrested uh, because <laughs> of Alex. Come Alex Latour. Hmm. Alex Latour. Okay. Pickup truck dramatically plunged into one of the drainage canals in Bangkok yesterday. Okay. So, uh, yeah, in Bangkok, a pickup truck driven by 36-year-old uh, Chawalit veered off uh, Vivavadi Rongsit Road and plunged into a drainage canal following an attempt to avoid a municipal water truck. The incident occurred near Soi Vivavadi uh, uh, 46 in the Chattachak district. Now, Chawalit, uh, who was driving from Victory Monument towards Pisek encountered a water truck watering plants on a bridge over the canal. In his effort to brake and swerve, he lost control of his vehicle, a white Toyota Hilux, ended up submerged in the canal. Now, remarkably, he escaped with minor injuries and declined hospitalization, managing to break a window and free himself as the truck sank. The recovery of the vehicle from the canal took over an hour. Chawalit, shaken but unharmed, chose not to press charges as there was no significant property damage. The incident was recorded for future reference. Mm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm yeah. glad he got out. That's a crazy, scary yeah, situation. Definitely. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're just watching that pickup being pulled mm -hmm. out. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. What What do you do? Right. Sometimes it's like mm -hmm. e e even little things. If you just get stuck, um, mm -hmm. you're just gonna need someone to pull you out. Yeah. I mean, I guess this guy was uh, still in in the zone. There yeah. was no 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 drinking and driving or anything like that. It was just uh, so. I guess uh, the the water truck was around a corner, and he had to, like I don't know maybe. Wasn't paying attention. I'm not sure exactly how this uh, incident took place, but the point is he ended up in the drink. And mm. by the way, my least favorite part of the story is ending up in one of the Bangkok canals. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you're going to need a shower after that. I Don't think. end up in a Bangkok canal. <laughs> Don't do it. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that's it. Those are some of the news topics from uh, across oh, yeah. that is, right? I had one more. Did yeah. you? Yeah, there's one more. I apologize. No, you're all good. Let me... Mm -mm. I, I jumped the gun. I got you. Let uh, me, let me, right. I'll just handle it real quick. So, Super. yeah, you're going to want to get your pitchforks out, people, mm. because Starbucks has announced that coffee is going to get more expensive in the kingdom. All right, so Starbucks Thailand, operated by the country's largest beverage company, Thai Beverage, or Thai Bev, has announced a five-bot increase to the price of its beverages at all locations nationwide, citing the current economic situation and rising operational costs as reasons for the hike. This adjustment makes the cost of a cup of coffee higher than Thailand's national minimum wage. While the increase applies only to beverages, other products like desserts, coffee beans, and toppings will retain their current pricing. The decision has caused some customers disappointment, as expressed by on the company's Facebook page, but Starbucks Thailand maintains that the price increase is necessary. Thai Bev, owned by prominent businessman Kun Charon, aims to expand the number of Starbucks stores in Thailand to 800 by 2030. The move by Starbucks targeting customers with higher purchasing power sets a precedent for other coffee chains, which might also raise their prices if Starbucks sales remain unaffected by the increase. So, mm. what's the takeaway, people? Time to buy coffee from somewhere else. Punish them for there's, increasing their prices. There's <laughs> so much good coffee in Thailand. Yeah. I don't understand in the first place why anyone would go to Starbucks. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, uh, in Bangkok or any city, really. Yeah. You got Shao Doi. You got Doi Shang. Mm. You got 
Okay, Amazon's like if if you're des- <laughs> if you're desperate, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you got a lot of good coffee for sure. And I think, but I think the point is, Starbucks does sort of yeah. aim for that uh, yuppie, like upper class, like middle upper class sort of demographic. Bruna. Have you ever had Bruna coffee? Ah, it's I, the best. Mm, so I've heard. Like, yeah, we gotta get our hands on some of that. Yeah, <clears throat> um, but um. Starbucks in general, it's it's just like a statement, isn't it? It's just for a couple of kids in university or a bunch of high school pretentious people who mm. are drinking it. I apologize <laughs> if you do drink Starbucks. Hey, look, they, I they drink do Starbucks. come up. Like, I do. Like, yeah, they yeah. come up with some really cool drinks every now and then mm-hmm. when I do want to feel like a fancy bee, mm. and I have like a, you know, mocha licious. Whatever, yeah. licious. That's when I. But like I will Starbucks. never forgive them for creating the chai tea latte. Oh come on! Never. <laughs> forgive, beef. but never forget. Talk about beef. Mm, yeah, right there. All right, uh, those are so, some of the news topics from across uh, Thailand today, and mm. and that's it. That that's uh, that's all we got. But mm. I have an important message mm-hmm. now. Uh, I've got uh, a message in from uh, one of our Tiger Legends, Scott D. And uh, we'd like to give a quick shout out uh, during our live stream because we want to honor the memory of a remarkable lady, mm-hmm. uh, Helen Barron, who lived from 1922 to 2024. Her life and experiences, I'm sure, were truly inspirational. Uh, and uh, w- yeah, we've, we've got a message in from Scott that I'm going to read out. Uh, and here it is. Uh, Scott says, My late grandmother, Helen Barron, sadly passed away last Wednesday at the age of almost 102. Wow. I, along with my son James, Aunt Barb, cousin Laura, and caretaker were at her bedside to say goodbye. She lived in her uh, same Chicago duplex building for 72 years and still had the exact same landline phone number for all of those years. Mm-hmm. Now, on December 25, 2004, uh, my grandmother was touring the islands off of Phuket along with my father and several other relatives and narrowly missed the tragic and devastating tsunami which tragically took lives of 250,000 people worldwide uh, and she had missed the tsunami by just 24 hours she left one day before and i remember receiving frantic phone calls on my chicago landline just before iPhones as to their whereabouts and safety. Now, Helen's son, Scott's father, Dr. Roger J. Barron, PhD, was a tenured professor of business for DePaul University of Chicago and had led over 20 annual Southeast Asia business study tours with groups of 20 MBA candidates visiting companies, hotels, factories to learn about business strategies throughout Thailand. Not surprisingly, I was introduced to Thailand and have visited many times, eventually meeting my wife of now 20 years. My grandmother, Baron, had paved the way for her three children to achieve the American dream through education by attending one of the finest universities in the nation, including Notre Dame University of Chicago, where my father's doctoral dissertation won a first place award, Brown University and the University of Illinois. When Helen's husband, John, passed away way back in 1974, at a relatively young age, she had to work long hours and extra hard to maintain her duplex building and to ensure that her youngest son, Doug, would be able to continue attending Brown University. Helen Barron was jogging until the age of 90, line dancing until the age of 95, and was mowing her own yard well into her 90s. She's honored by her sons, Roger, Doug, and daughter, Bob, her memory is always honored by many grandchildren, including myself and great-grandchildren, mm. Scott Scott D. Barron. Now, Scott, mm. uh, on behalf of the Tiger as well, we'd like to send our condolences and uh, best wishes to you and your family. Quite a story, too. That's quite a story, uh, quite a life. She lived a life, that's for sure. So, well, that's, that's uh, a consolation. Yeah. <clears throat> well, anyways, uh, yeah, I guess... 
That is it. Um, so yeah, mm. look, a serious message before mm-hmm. uh, before we uh, end the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, look, ladies and gentlemen, be do be responsible out there. It's the weekend mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. People are still in the holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. Not many people want to work. A lot of people are still returning because they've taken the first week off. Yeah. Uh, but I hope you have a great weekend. Yeah. And uh, we wish you. Uh, I'll raise a, a toast for Helen. Yeah. yeah. Raise a toast for Helen. Mm. All the best. Uh, to everyone uh, out there and see you yeah have a good weekend everybody yeah we'll be back on Monday with all of our uh, subscribers not just our members for our live show that's right we'll uh, be live again on Monday morning we will be so yeah yeah, but uh, come on get that membership it's not too bad even I'm a member and I like uh, I'm here producing this stuff yes joins the gang could be good All right, right, guys have a good weekend bye bye bye